0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Hey, what's up everybody. This is your girl, Shannon at can we talk sports? Oh, I'm hearing echo. Okay. I'm here with my host.
1: (laughs) Hey, what's up everybody. Am I muted? Can you hear me? Yeah, we loud did, and clear, honey. Loud. What's up, everybody? It's Karen K Dog. Can we do sports? Wait, wait.
0: <laughs> okay, let me get to this. And my other host <laughs> Hello,
2: I'm Carmen, aka Mama D.
0: <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I need to ask y'all these questions. What's up with these aka K Dog, Mama D? I, I, help me understand the process of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I you you're supposed to been working with me on what I need to do when I come in, and so I just remember in high school we had a women's group, a little girls group, and I was K dog, so I was like, okay, let me bring in that, let me go back to high school. I'm K dog, K dog, K dog,
2: and okay. when I was uh, when I was the athletic assistant, um, like. All of those kids were my kids, and so they all called me Mama D. So, if you ask any of the kids that I came up with that came up with my kids when they were playing sports or when I was the athletic assistant, um, they'll say, Oh, Mama D, yeah. So, listen, <laughs> yeah.
0: y'all, we got K Dog on the building and Mama D. I, I you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't right now, so. Next we're gonna have a shirt that's gonna say K Dog on the front. Then we're gonna have right. one D. <laughs> I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be Shannon because I came <laughs> with K Dog and Mama D, y'all. But anyway, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! So, how has your week been going so far? Uh,
1: my week it's been it's been okay. It's um, it's it's been all right. I'm just complaining. Okay, You've what been about busy, you been busy, Karen. You've been okay. to Oklahoma City. You've been,
2: I mean, you've been to Tulsa. You've been, you've been,
1: busy. I know. And God keep giving me an idea. I'm like, come on, God. Wait, stop. Girl,
2: stop. you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed step to write away. that idea down.
0: No, stop. Step away from the idea. Back up. Because, see, Karen will call me. Okay, Shannon, listen, I got this idea. Okay, Karen, don't add no more to the plate. I need <laughs> you to step. You know how to say "step away from the drink." I need you to step away from the idea <laughs> for about five minutes, and let's finish the rest of these that you already got going. I still like there's
1: a special anointing right now. You know, right now, just so happens that this next idea includes y'all. <laughs> mm. Can you hear it me is now? That scary, <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? You know that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, we're gonna do a commercial. What kind of commercial? Um, a commercial. You know, I think right now it is about. It's gonna be in the realm of football games and uh, and uh, this ultimate, ultimate fan experience. So I need you guys to come in to show, demonstrate what this will look like. Fan experience. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying <laughs> Right. A fan experience.
0: Y'all heard it right here from K-Dog.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Y'all heard it right
1: here. Can we talk
0: sports from K-Dog, right? like I was going to say step away from the idea.
1: I just need money. That's all I need. I said, God, I just need money. You keep giving me ideas. I just need money to do it. Cause you know I'll do it, God. I'll do it. I she sure will. Money. She sure will, but I'm I need to find
0: some lipstick.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> Only on can we
0: talk sports will K God look for lipstick. Okay. Looking for lipstick.
1: I gotta find some lipstick because uh, Carmen is looking cute with hers, so I can't be Oh, thank you. St- I went red. Yeah, I went uh, yeah. I don't do red very
2: often, but I went red today. Oh,
1: that's oh, hot. Only I on can, can we here. talk sports
0: that we're supposed to be talking about sports. That we are talking about lipstick. And oh my lord. What happened to the sports? <coughs> we I, I
1: mama. We mommies. Oh, oh, we oh, do no, it all. Or
0: oh, mama mode right
1: now. We in mommy mode. We do it all. We right. wear multiple hats. Right, all at the same time. I like your hat, Shannon. Okay, yes, thank you.
0: Oh, oh you won last weekend. So I was like, um, it was this weekend. No, last weekend. It was one of them weekends. Opener. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, that was a good well, no, can't say that was a good game because it was 48 to zero. That wasn't even a game. That was a spanking. <laughs> that wasn't even a spanking, that was hey. a game. Hey, did you guys? Oh, see? That wasn't even a beating. That was that was a slaughter. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to come back because that was just like <laughs> that
2: was a slaughter. Hey, you guys see the Big Ten is coming back. They're like, whoa! I really? guess too yeah. many parents and and athletes and everybody like threw a f- you know they were suing people and they're yeah. Back. Big Ten is back. I think there's only one big conference left that that is reevaluating.
1: Who everybody was else pac- is playing. 12 pac 12 Pack somebody. Yeah. It's she a, said, pack somebody. Pack somebody. <laughs> pack 12 is like USC, UCLA, all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They got to get into action. Got to yeah. get into action, you know? Yeah. I
0: don't you know. know. How
1: are they going to do that? Because you just they say? would have canceled those games. How are they going to do that? Come All of a sudden come back. And what are they going to just schedule within themselves? probably they don't know the,
0: probably so yeah they'll, they'll they'll figure it out they'll, they'll figure work it out,
2: out. But Yo, my yeah, question all along out. was if they're not playing until spring and you got seniors graduating like how is that going to affect their senior season I don't know. and their it, ability to like even try out for the pros and to go to all the different um. Um, camps and stuff like how how would that affect them to go to all the um, all the tryouts and stuff?
0: That's a if b- they're not I
2: playing know. till spring,
0: it's gonna be a big mess. That's all I know to tell you. it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just they gotta figure it out. They gotta figure it out. So talking about football, Desoto U, what's going on over there?
1: Desoto U. So we, uh, the Vicious or not? He went number 42 in the draft. He made his first rookie touchdown at the game.
2: Yes, what team is
1: that? What team is that? uh, 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 Jaguars. Jaguars. So I got to reach out to his mom and bring her on the show and say, okay, how was that? That was awesome. We know
0: you were yelling. Yeah, yeah, We yeah, know yes. you were yelling. You, you are like the Sotos' number one. cheerleader. are they gonna? Um, how's their season? Are they gonna? The fans in the
1: at the game. How are they gonna do it? See, see, there you go. You peeking that little idea. Oh, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. pick an idea.
0: I just asked the qu- look, K Dog. I just asked the question. Well, she we don't an idea.
1: We don't have our first. Uh, we have a scrimmage on the twenty fourth. And the season okay. doesn't start until October the 2nd. So, so we have two weeks to get it together, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, our <I> commercial?
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I was silent. I, you know, I kind of blacked out for a minute. I didn't know who you were talking
1: to. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't know, so. I, okay. I okay,
1: that's what we're gonna do.
0: All right. So listen, we we about to shift because we have a guest. Derek is coming to the show. But before he comes on, we're going to watch a little video about Mr. Derek.
3: Are you prepared for what's next for you? Like once you hang up the cleats, get out the pool, put down the ball, put down the bat, put down the glove. Are you prepared for what's next? You've honestly played sports your entire life. And that's all you think you're good at. And then that your playing career is coming to an end, you're not really sure what to do next. Those skills you once knew no longer apply. And for the first time in your life, you lack confidence in your ability. You're a little insecure about what people think, but this is a fact of the matter. There are over half a million athletes in NCAA and only 1% go pro. And if you are in that 1%, at some point in time, by choice or by force, you have to ask yourself this question what's next for you. Hi, I'm Derek Furlow Jr. And I've played football for over a decade of my life. From the big stage of the SEC, to a short stint professionally. And I remember being exactly where you are right now doing my transition into life after sports. I felt lost, I felt alone. I wasn't sure who my identity was outside of being an athlete. I wasn't sure what was next for me. And I wasn't sure what value I brought to the world. Until one day I remembered when I was learning my new playbook, my senior year of college. And coach said, hey, Derek, this play is the same as that play. And that made me realize, he was comparing my old playbook to my new playbook. And that simple phrase changed my life forever. If I can take something that I had learned from my past, from playing sports and correlate it into my new future of life and in business, I can get a true unfair advantage to give myself that success that I really want. And that's why I wrote the book, What's Next? How to transition like a champion. So you don't have to suffer doing your transition into life after the sports, like me and other athletes. Welcome Ooh. to the
0: show, Derek Furlow. How are you? Hi. Can you
1: hear
0: it? Welcome to the show. I think he's muted. Can't hear us.
1: Mm-mm, I can't hear.
0: We can't hear him. Okay, he's gonna have to go out and come back in. Okay. Okay. He's gonna
1: go out so, and come back in. So, Jamar, why? You know, if you want to, we can go ahead and play the other video if you, uh, while we're waiting for him to come back in, and then we can just go on through because. It was
3: the first video. I'm inspirational speaker and author Derek Furlow Jr. Being raised in Southwest Atlanta by a single mom with three kids, we moved around a lot. In the midst of the drugs, the violence, and despair all around me, we didn't have much. But there's one thing we did have, that was this never settle or live below your potential attitude. this relentless pursuit of continual improvement journey, I saw football as a vehicle that could change my family's life. I knew there were a lot of odds against me. I wasn't always the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, or the smartest. But I did know this. Others don't determine your success. You do. So that's when I decided to accept nothing, defy everything, and attack life. So after making it to the University of Tennessee to play football, and my professional dreams coming up short, reality set in. I was now in the real world with real bills and real responsibilities. Dealing with the change, struggle, adversity, hardship, and challenges that we all go through in life. So whatever the next phase of my life was, I knew it was gonna be better than my last. It was time for me to transition. I knew everything you're growing through is preparing you for where you're going to. With the proper perspective, knowledge, and some massive action, anything is possible. You just got to know who you are outside of what you do. This helped me realize that sports was just a temporary stage for a permanent purpose. My true purpose is bigger than me. I was put here to impact your perspective, inspire you to be great, and empower you with the tools and knowledge that it would take. Impact, inspire, empower, I.E. for short. Since I figured out the blueprint for transitioning like a champion in any phase of sports, life, and business, I've been on a mission to help people transition from who they are to who they want to become, from where they are to where they're looking to go. I believe you either in transition, just came out of a transition, or transition is on its way. For people who have success in life, have mastered the art of the transition. My job is to put people in a position to transition like a champion.
0: All right, let's try this again. Welcome to the show, Derek Furlow. How are you? Can you hear us? Oh, um, we're having technical difficulties right now. You can't
1: hear us. Let me um, jump out since I'm calling from a phone, uh, uh, phone too. Let me see if that affects it. Let me jump out, you guys. Okay. Uh, how I jump out.
0: All right, Derek, can you hear us?
3: I am wonderful and blessed to be here. Thanks for having me. There we
0: go. Yeah, we can hear you. All right, listen um, powerful videos. I I took some notes and stuff, but before we get there, because you had some pretty good uh, quotes there. I can hear y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Derek? We can Can hear hear you. Yeah, we can hear you a little bit. Yes. We're working on the technical difficulties. We're going to get it right. Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear us? I don't know. Karen, maybe if you mute yours, is that okay? Can you hear us now? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 I think he's freezing a little bit. Can you hear us, Derek? Okay. Oh, you can hear me now? Okay. Yeah, can, we can. I can't, can't
2: hear, him hear now. you
0: now. But I can't hear you. So maybe we'll have to log him off and then try to come back and, and see if we can get him back again. And just have him come back in. All right, Carmen. Yes. That was a good the video was pretty uh I took some notes, right? Like I because you know, we get to watch we get to watch it before it comes on the show in the green room.
2: Right.
0: And right. Um, he said something about a temporary stage for a permanent for a permanent purpose.
2: I love that. I loved it. Sports right. was a temporary stage for
0: a permanent, permanent purpose. Permanent purpose.
2: Like, whoa. Well, you That's know what, I,
0: it is because I I don't think people, or especially parents. I mean, athletes. Matter of fact, we were watching a movie. I've got to go back and finish it, but it was about a football player, and and they didn't need him anymore, and so he didn't save his money, and um, it's on UMC, and he didn't mm-hmm. save his money, and so he goes back home, his car get repoed, he doesn't have money saved, and so he's living with his mom, and and then um, you know he's trying to find love, but the point is he just he, he's like, well, I didn't have a backup plan. Right. Yes, like, because exactly. his friend goes, well, now that you're back, he was like, okay, so did you, I know you probably put money away. And he goes, no, I blew through it. And I was just Mm-mm. like, wow. Mm. Like how many of them? Cause he made it. He played three, four years <laughs> in the league.
2: But uh, you think you're going to play forever, but that's not the case.
0: Nope. It's not the case at all. So that's why I can't wait to get in this conversation. Derek, can you hear us now? I can hear y'all loud and clear. Can y'all hear me? Oh, this is perfect. Okay, so we were talking about, um, um, basically I was telling her a movie that I'm watching on UMC about a football player played three, four years in the league, it's a movie. And um, they didn't need him anymore. And he didn't save his money, blew through it, you know, lost his car, don't have nothing. And so when you made a comment, you said a temporary stage for a permanent purpose. And I think, you know, when people when when they get to the league or a professional um, place in sports, they don't think about things like that, that this is a temporary stage for a permanent purpose. other words, is this is temporary. But if I play my cards right, built it right, you know, whether it's financial um, coming up with another business idea, it will set me up for a permanent purpose. So anyway. We want to kind of go back and tell us a little bit about your journey um, growing up as a kid and going into football.
3: Well, I I would say that was a, you you said a a mouthful with that. So I I appreciate y'all for catching that, that, that line in there. Um, But as far as myself being raised by a single mom with three kids in Southwest Atlanta, um, we we had a lot of different challenges that we faced and, and I was forced that my mom never really settled, which on the on the back end caused us to move around a lot. And in every different place we moved to, I, I seen the opportunity to to just kind of grow and, and develop um, at a young age. And then finally, we moved out of the inner city of Atlanta, down to Griffin, Georgia, and my mom met her husband. And that was probably one of the biggest blessings in disguise because she no longer was raising three kids by herself which she had help. And at that time, um, I was getting ready to go into high school and I seen sports particularly football as a vehicle that can help change our life for the better. So in the midst of the drugs and the violence and all the things that was going on around us, I just happened to pay attention that a lot of guys um, that were bigger than me, stronger than me, and faster than me were doing things that doesn't necessarily get them to where they want to go, um, even though they had those athletic, athletic skills. So I just took took it took it to to my head as a mental note. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do this, don't do that. Um, if you want to take this route because I had guys that had examples in front of me that blew it So I was fortunate enough that I learned from other people's mistakes. I didn't have to learn from my own mistakes and by the time I got to high school, I realized that Sports I was pretty good at. Um, honestly, I wasn't sure which sport I, I liked the best and we finally moved out of Griffin. Um, my stepdad got a job. We got a promotion with a raise and we got moved to Arkansas Now I'm not sure if any of y'all have ever been to Arkansas um, but coming from Atlanta, going to Arkansas, it wasn't nothing there for me. So um hmm. it was it, it was a culture shock. So when I got there, that's when sports got serious because I had to get up out of there. And um that's <laughs> when I came up with my get out of Arkansas plan. And I came up with my first plan I ever had in my life, and it was to get me a full ride scholarship. And I thought it could have been in basketball, football, or track, but come to find out I really didn't like track that much. Um so When I got to Arkansas, they had us running, and I I told Coach I ain't really like it because it felt like punishment, so track went out the window. Um, Basketball, (laughs) I actually enjoyed basketball, but we went home to Atlanta over Christmas break during basketball season, and um, I guess he was expecting me to stay for whatever reason that was, but um, all my family was back in Atlanta, so we went home to Atlanta, and I come back, and he said, you missed practice in a game. You got to run 500 bleachers, and at that point, I told Coach I ain't like basketball that much either, so – (laughs) <laughs> that was my last time playing basketball. Football so, it is. Right. So I was a default football, and at that moment, I just put everything I had into that game. And um, in that process, I started to get some attention and started getting these, these potential scholarship offers. And over that, that next year's time frame, um, I had this game plan. They get out of Arkansas playing with a rush for 2,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, and take that school to their 1st state championship. And I came really close to doing that. We went eleven and lo- eleven and zero, and lost one game before the state championship. And I was devastated. But I realized all I had to do was get back to work because those letters started to come in. Um, as far as just there was interest, they was interested in me, so I knew the game plan was working. But going into my senior year, I went to visit a place that I wasn't going to go, the University of Arkansas, and um, ended up coming back um, with a men- with a meniscus injury from that camp. And they were supposed to scope my knee, and I ended up waking up from that knee scope with an ACL repair. So everything that I had worked for was completely took away from me on a surgery that I wasn't even supposed to have. So at that point, you know, life flashed before my eyes. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I put all this work in, and all of a sudden, it didn't go how I thought it was going to go. So I'm asking, why me? Why me, Lord? And, you know, you ask that question. Sometimes you got to be careful because you might get an answer and um as i'm i'm doing rehab one day he said hey i gave you that stage for a bigger purpose and you was using it for your own selfish ambitions reasons and goals so i had to take it away from you to get your attention and at that moment there i I knew sports was bigger than me i knew it was for something that was bigger than me i just wasn't sure how to use it or what was it for and that's when i had to take the long road and um the football scholarships disappeared all those interest letters stopped coming in and I was back down to, to ground zero with no opportunity, missed my whole senior year. And um, just this, this hope and, this, and this, 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 this passion and this, I knew I, I, I was supposed to have this, this, this outcome of playing on a big stage in the SEC. And sure enough, um, Lord came through for me in the clutch. I got, I got locked in with him and started living a little better. And um, I got this letter in the mail from the University of Tennessee, invite me to a spring game I had a chance to go up, meet the coaches and the team, and sure enough, they told me, they said, hey, Derek, we know how your knee um, has affected you, and right now, honestly, we want you to come here, but we can't give you a full ride until we know how your knee's going to respond. So, if you come here and your knee responds, how it's capable of responding, we got a full ride scholarship waiting on you. And I didn't let him finish right. the sentence. After that, I said, sign me up. And um, that's kind of how the story story, story happened. I got there, had to earn this thing all over again, which made me come in with a chip on my shoulder, and I thought i Got it a whole lot faster than I received it. Um went to them after my first camp and asked, Can I get my full scholarship? And they said no. So at this point, I was still frustrated and and and, and mad, but relax. okay, put in put in a little bit more work and, and see. And um, sure enough, my, my that's going into that sophomore season, my a good friend of mine, Inky Johnson, gets hurt and um his arm is paralyzed. He's no longer able to yeah. play the game again. And he gave me some perspective. I was mad about a scholarship and his guy almost lost his life and had lost the use of his arm and at that moment the lord hit me again he said hey man i gave you the stage for something bigger than you and you still focus on your personal selfish ambitions reasons and goals so you weren't doing what you was supposed to be doing so you weren't getting what you was supposed, what you thought you was gonna get and i had just had to lock back in and recommit my my life to, to christ and just actually realize that stage was something bigger than me and as i start focusing on helping my teammates become better young men and better players and just better um, God-like men, it's amazing how the doors open up for me where I end up adding value off the field and in the classroom and across the board to the team that I end up getting my full-ride scholarship. So the grind paid off. It wasn't how I thought it was going to be. It wasn't in the route that I thought it was going to go. But when 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 I stopped focusing on myself, and, and just start paying attention to this bigger purpose this bigger mission um, that we all here to do um, everything worked out how it was supposed to work out so I'm, I'm thankful for the challenge I'm thankful for the adversity and I'm, I'm grateful that, that that I was able to, to, to go through some stuff that made me grow up and, and become more mature and they gave me this, this this bigger better purpose in life it helped me see what I was truly here to do so, wow, so that that's... that was the the short the short and sweet version of it. I, I know we probably need to chat a little bit, so I, I'm I'm gonna stop talking right there.
1: <laughs> no, I mean that that wait, Shannon, wait, what? I gotta go right here. He said Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> now where what, what, what? What, where wait, what? Wait, wait, you were trying was to a, get out I of I Arkansas? CrossFit, Arkansas. CrossFit. Yes, I, <laughs> you know the McDaniels, my daughter. Daddy's from Crossett, Arkansas. I'm from Malton, Arkansas. I went to UC. And oh, we played all in the playoffs. We played. That was the second team in the, on, that, on that undefeated streak that we
0: beat. So, so you so you know K Dog B, right? k k K Dog from Arkansas. Is that how you know do it? Me, Is that how you do it? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So Wow, small world, Arkansas. Okay. I like what you said. You said you had a get out of Arkansas game plan. Yeah. Right. And so with that, you put things in motion, um, which landed you an opportunity in Tennessee. But the thing that stuck out is when you said it basically, you had to get out of your plan. And I think that is the hardest thing for a lot of athletes to do. It's because they're so focus on, I'm going to make it to the league. I'm going to have this amount of money. This is how it's going to go. And I think because no one really sits down and, and which you probably are doing now, but not a lot of people sit down and say, okay, hold up. Here's the reality of the 1%. It may not go the way you think. You may not go full drafted. You know, we don't challenge our athletes to think about just in case right? So we're, 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 they're stuck on, this is the formula. Like, you can't change my formula. But reality hit you to the point where God's like, no, I'm going to change your formula. And and the fact that you mm-hmm. yielded and said, okay, God, change my formula. And even seeing your friend on the team, because that was a, I, I, I seen the hit. And it was like, man, that was a, a very tough hit that Iki got. It was just like, whoa. But mm-hmm. mentally, let me ask you this question. During this changing, during this process, how were you mentally? Did you go through, did you fight through depression? Did you fight through, I mean, I know you fought through anger. Just kind of tell us a little bit mentally when you realize I, I, my focus has got to change did you feel like you failed? Do you feel? Did you
3: feel like you weren't good enough? What was that like? Well, well Shannon, I would say it's a a few things. Um, first, I knew that the goal still was there, regardless of the the the, the path I was going to take to reach the goal. So at that point, the goal wasn't necessarily to play in the lead. The goal was to get that that vehicle to take care of my family. So. I still wanted to put my family in a better situation. So whether it was going to be legal or not, I still had work to get done. So at that point it was like, okay, the plan might not go according to my plan, but I still got work to get done. So my thought process was outside of the anger, the frustration, the wondering why I, I really believe that everything that you're growing through is preparing for where you're going to and being raised by a single mom in Southwest Atlanta. I had faced adversity of, of, thing not having um food or, or not having um the bills being paid and having to adjust and having to move and having to pivot and having to just figure it out so when i got hurt it was kind of like bro you don't have to figure stuff out before this is just something else you got to keep figuring out until you get the outcome that you want it might not necessarily be what you thought it was going to be but if you keep doing the work just like you have done on the football field you are gonna get the outcome that you want it's like, kind of like practice if you practice a play long enough you get good at the play, you get the outcome that you want. It might not mm-hmm. look how you thought it was going to look, but the outcome is the same. You you, you score a touchdown whether it's a running play or or or, or from a recovery, whether there's a pick, whether it's a whether there was a pass play. You want to you want to put points on the board. It don't matter how you think you're going to get them as long as you get the point. So, I had this goal of changing my family's livelihood. I thought football was going to be the vehicle and once I kind of got it derailed a little bit, I said, "Okay, the scholarship route off the bat out of high school being the number one guy in, in, high, in, in the state might not be the route. But mm. I still got to put in this work. What are the other options? And I just kept working. Um, I didn't I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to keep working. Like, I didn't know that it, it was – like, I, I didn't – nobody told me that, hey, if it don't work out this way, it, it, it won't work out. I mean, I, you, you might hear it and see it, you see – but most of the time when you see it, you see guys quit. So mm. I just figured if I keep working, it was bound to work out. Um, so I, I didn't mm. I didn't know – I didn't know enough to to to, to not keep working, honestly.
1: Uh, so uh I, I've heard you say about you know your sing your mom being a single mom and you you uh, wanted to be the vehicle to uh, change the, the the change for your family. And so we hear that a lot. How do us as parents keep our kids from taking on that burden? or that that situation mm-hmm. to want to try to help an adult to their situ- change their lives how do does that make sense
3: i i, I, un- I honestly mm-hmm. karen don't think you you can prevent that from being a thing um it's a driver for some for some kids like my my older sister my younger brother didn't didn't feel that way i did so I I don't necessarily think it's something that you can turn on or turn off or do or not do. However, I just was never content or satisfied with the lifestyle or the life that we had and felt like we could be more, do more, have more. And as I kind of got exposed to different stuff, it made me realize, well, why can't we have that, too? Okay, you know what? Since I'm one who got this itch for more, let me do something that's going to allow us to get it. Um. But I came from the same place my sister and my brother came from, but they didn't necessarily have that same itch. Or if they did, it just didn't drive them enough to put those plans in place or to do those things. So I can't say you can't put something like that in place as a parent. However, a lot of times it's just that driving force that's going to push that kid, whichever one it is. It could be all of them. It could be one of them. It could be none of them. Um, It's going to push them to want to be more, do more, have more. But at the end of the day, um, parents are just doing what they do best and and providing – to the best of their abilities, but I don't think you can, it's something you can dictate or determine um, what kid's going to get it, what kid might have it, and, and how to, is that a burden on the kid? It, it wasn't a burden on me, honestly. It um it was probably the biggest blessing in the skies for me because mm. if it wouldn't have been something that pushed me, I'd be back doing the same thing some of my home I grew up with doing. Not to say that's that wrong with mm. what they're doing, however, it's, it's mediocre to our true potential. We're living below mm. our potential, so it, it was mm. one of those things that, that made me want to have have more do more as of right now i'm out in montana glacier national park was fly fishing i ain't never fished a day <laughs> in my life but i'm out here fly fishing so that that's what it. that did did he say he fly
0: fishing y'all fly fishing fly fishing
2: that's oh. so when you have the high boots those high boots on and you throw the
3: you're out in see, the water see see i ain't i ain't get the whole outfit on i, I got some <laughs> high boots. They, they, still a little, they, they still got some little a little swag to them though <laughs>
0: We has gotta have a little swag
2: to him, right? Derek, like, <laughs> so Derek, okay, I ahead. have to ask you because you had mentioned you've mentioned your mom several times, and you mentioned that she told you guys never settle or live below your potential. So talk to us a little bit, us moms, a little bit about how your mom really encouraged you and what are some of the things you saw her. Going without or struggling through that encouraged you to I want my family to do better.
3: I, I really appreciate that question, Carmen. Um, and I would tell you this: she never said the word, she just did the action, and I just was happened to be that that kid that paid attention. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times, whenever we would move, I I I hated moving. I hate moving now, that's why I move a lot. Um, but we would move every other year. And what I realized was we moved to better apartments because we stayed, well, there's government housing, section eight projects. We Every time we would move, it'd be to a better situation or a better location, even though all of them were still to a degree um, in in the same area. But it was was a steady strive to put us in a better environment, right? So I kind of caught that. We never stayed there. And even though I had friends, I never kept those friends long enough because I get to a school year And by the time that next school year come around, we was moving again. So she was always trying to do better our lives by putting us in a better environment, a better situation. So I caught that. She never Mm -hmm. settled. Um, The second thing I always noticed, she would go without a lot of things. I remember us not having a car and we ride the Marta bus. um, And she would go without just to make sure we had the basic necessities. But I had some of my guys that was around me. um, She would say their home is not in order. They can have the latest J's or these polos. Um, these polo shirts, but they home and And we'll go over there and they won't have no lights or have to come to our house and get the boiled water on the stove so they can take their hot bath. So just paying attention when I was young, I didn't really get it, but I always seen the action that kind of was to to do better. You can do better. And finally she got a first car. It was always that scribe to do better. So I just kind of felt like as I got older and I got, and and I can control my own destiny in my own life. I'm like, well, crap, If I don't like where I'm at, I can't depend on my mom to change the situation. She's doing the best she got with what she has. So it's up to Mm -hmm. me to do the rest. So I just seen the examples of it. So I just wanted to implement it and and, and never get comfortable being comfortable because she never got comfortable where she was at because it would have been the case. We would have never moved around four four or five different times in in elementary school before I even got to middle school to get in a better situation. We would never move out of Atlanta um, to get to a better situation situation like griffin um so she could meet a husband we got to settle like a lot of the people that we were around did so that's kind of how i just paid attention to it and um that was just what i took from the whole everything that didn't go in our favor i, I always seen her striving to make the situation better than what it probably really was so definitely now that i when i look back on it, i know it wasn't as good as it should have been um but she always okay. strove to make it better
0: that's my type of mom I'm telling you because that's 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 how my mom was. But, you know, um, as moms, that's that's what we're supposed to do. Try to always make it better. Each move, each chest move. I like this. Each each step should be better. So we have a question yep. from Guy Bolin. He says, say um, he says, some say a plan B distracts from plan A. What are your thoughts about that statement? Well, I I feel I, I I feel this. You can
3: box yourself in when you when you when you put titles and labels on stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you remove that label, it removes that that box and it removes that thought process. So I would just say mm-hmm. I got this end goal, and by any means necessary, that's the end goal. And if the end goal was to provide and put my family in a better lifestyle. Okay, I'm going. I'm trying to go to the lead. That didn't work out. It, it ain't a plan B. It's okay. I still got to get this. The, the Better lifestyle for my family and provide for my family. So okay, I'm going I'm gonna go get into sales. Okay, I don't I don't figure the sales thing out. And maybe they putting a the cap on my on my commission. I'm gonna start my own business, start speaking, write a book. Like the end, I, I, it was the, the goal still the same. The, the right. goal still to put points on the board. The goal still to win the mm-hmm. game. I just didn't mind changing the vehicle that was gonna allow me to get the result that I wanted. So when you start thinking plan A, plan B, plan C, you kind of put yourself in the box. It hey, I gotta do this um, because this is what I want. And if I don't do this, then that makes me a failure or something like that. Then I have to revert back to this one. No, it's like I want to put points on the board. I'm going to get a touchdown. I don't care if I have to block a field goal, block a point. I don't care if I have to pick it off. I don't care if I have to run and play. I don't care if I have to pass the ball. I don't care if I have to do an onside kick. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to put points on the board. So the goal is the goal regardless of the process it takes you to reach the goal. And I think once you differentiate that, You can you can kind of get out of your way and and let and let everybody else get out of your head with this idea of a plan A, plan B, plan C. Have a plan, bro, and execute it. And if it don't work, you still got a a goal that you wanted before that plan. Pivot, execute, execute until you reach the goal. Like that's the name of it. Uh, It's not a I had a plan A and didn't work, so oh man, that sucks. I got to go to plan B. Nah, bro, execute the game plan, put points on the board. Mm. That's good. That's
0: good. Can we drop the mic on that? Listen. I mean, I think what people understand as even parents, if you allow your kids and tell them sports is a, it's a lesson, right? Like if you use the way he broke down those plays, right. And I was just having a conversation with my guys here and I'm like, when you're lining up against each other, the receiver goal is what to get into the, to get a touchdown, right. Or to get yard or to get the first down, whatever. I said, mm-hmm. the person lining up against him was his goal It's to stop him. Stop I said, it. right. So if you look at the person lining up against you and you look at it as, okay, that's poverty, that's drugs, that's distraction, and you know, start naming all these things that they're trying to stop you from getting into the end zone. So when you lining up, that's it. your mind is going, oh, I gotta figure out how to get around you. If I gotta hit you, if I gotta do a two, one, two, I'm going to get past you right so that's that's the same thing if we teach the kids playing a sport is really teaching you a life lesson it's not about making money it's not about making you this famous person learn the life lessons like I like I told the kids last summer about baseball you have home first second third pitcher what's the pitcher job and they were like pitcher is to strike you out okay so pitcher could be drugs false you know the wrong relationship Their goal is to strike you out, to never let you get to first base. What is your first base? Well, first base is is junior high, right? Home is elementary. First is junior high. Second is high school. Third is college. So, I mean, if you really look at it, sports really is like a life lesson that we all, not just young ones, but that we even as adults, if we pay attention to, we can learn from. So you said something. That's exactly
3: why I wrote the book. You hit it right on the head. Whew.
0: You said Amen. others don't. Others don't determine your success. You do. Mm-hmm.
3: Let's talk about that. Odds. That's that. That's what odds stand for. When, every, I know if, if you if you if you black in America if you're a black young man in America I know you feel like you got odds against you. I feel like I had odds against me. But when I realized the odds just stands for others. The D don't. The other D the determine. And then the S Success others don't determine your success you do it's the actions you take the decisions you make like the the choices So like you said you can have poverty you can have drugs you can have adversity you can have all these things That's gonna hit you. Those are the other things that that, that you're gonna either Let it be your crutch or let, let it be your catapult either go, You're gonna right. say and blame some on that why it don't determine your success or you're gonna figure out a way around it and you're, gonna, and you're gonna overcome those odds Um so that others don't determine your success is definitely the acronym for odds that I created because I realized they don't. We just let it be our excuse for why we achieved something or right. why we didn't. And at the end of the day, it's really a, a choice and a decision. So, um, the, like you said, the, the, the game of sports is, is is one big life lesson. And I don't even really – a lot of times I, I like to call it life prep because when you take a look mm-hmm. at it, it's just prepping you for life. And That's if it. you play sports, you get, a, you get a chance to practice life every single day, how you going to respond to the highs and the lows – every single day and that's what gives you that advantage in the real world for a lot of people who never played sports you get a chance to practice how you're going to respond to those highs and those lows those wins and those losses so when you do get into the real life highs and lows win and losses technically you don't been there before you don't have you don't experience it before to some degree um that's right and you can you can you, you got this intelligence this emotional intelligence of how you're going to respond to it and how you're going to handle it uh when it happens so it's one of those things we just got to be aware of it and athletes could could to take that and harness that thought process it's going to be a win for them all and that's why i had to write the book because i felt that it was never been taught in the classroom or in the course right. or in the book and i wanted to have a, a tool that athletes can have in their hand so they can they can they can say i never i never heard this anywhere else but now you got this tool in your hand that can actually show you that thought process
0: and it's a very powerful tool it's a it's do it don't need to, it doesn't need to just be athletes it could be in in the workforce because it's still and in, in corporate America, you're still fighting for a position, whether it's right. president, Amen. vice president, account, whatever. You're still fighting for position, so you still got to strategize. You know, I like swimming. Like if you look at swimming, swimming is powerful, right? So you're the only one. You it's just you, right? You're training it's you. You're training against a force. Water's no joke to play in. People have drowned, right? So when you inhale to go in, you've got to. Yeah, when you inhale, you're like, and then you go in, you gotta exhale, right? Because you gotta let the water out. You only got a few seconds. It's like you don't have time to you don't have time to pout, because if you pout, you're going down. You don't have time to to throw a tent, you have no time. You have to keep going because if one wrong move, you're going down. One wrong inhaling at the wrong time, you could take in too much water. I mean, swimming. Is like that's 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 a different kind of sport. Right. So look at it as life. One wrong inhale, exhale, one wrong move, one wrong. You can you can drown. You can miss it. You can start going down. Right. So you're right. If we start teaching and take every sport because every sport can teach us something, even though you don't play it it can teach you something, whether it's volleyball, whether it's soccer, whether it's track. I mean, come on, running the hurdles. If, you, if you're if you running a hurdle and you take an extra step and you're not supposed to, or you and that hurdle, you going down. Like you have to have the right timing, the right step, the right leap. I mean, it's, it's a life lesson. Carmen, you have something?
2: Oh, good. I'm just really enjoying it. But I wanna hear more about your books, and yeah. um, I like everything you're going through is preparing you to where you're going to. That's right. Like, tell us some more about that. And and tell us about, you mentioned a curriculum. So your books, is there is there a curriculum that goes along with the books that people can get their hands on?
3: Yes, um, so the book, it's called What's Next: How to Transition Like a Champion. And in the process mm-hmm. of writing it, um, I never wrote a book in my life. Of course, my my, my Spanish grade in college was higher than my English grade, because um, you know you come from when you come from the the, the 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 hood. Sometimes you don't speak right, you don't talk right, so you definitely don't spell right. <laughs> so so I, I write this book as I'm writing it. The first um, ten days in, I get like fifteen thousand words, and it's not coming out how I thought it was going to come out. So I start over. Well, I finally get the book done and then I go back and look at those 15,000 words. and I'm like, you know what? This was like a curriculum, like a class type of setting stuff. So I ended up releasing um, that right after I released the book. So the book um, is what's next, how to transition like a champion. And the, the <laughs> curriculum is called a transition playbook. And both of them have been used um, for that curriculum format. However, the curriculum has tests and quizzes inside of it. That's going to help rack your brain and, and force the issue um however i've seen that same thing happen with the book so i just wanted to have a tool that can be taught on whether in high school whether in college or whether somebody was just working on themselves on some personal development on a personal development level to have the tool in their hand that's going to force them to think outside their box and, and, and get outside this athletic mindset and use those intangible transferable skills in sports um in life and in business like you said it's it's the same process it's just a different vehicle um and all those same things apply across the board once you understand the principles so um, that was the basis of it and in the process of me creating all that this this idea of making it simple for people came about and it was called um, i call it a transition formula and it's pretty simple I, I never was good at math um well at least when i got to college i was and i thought i was and this idea <laughs> came to me. If somebody would have told me this in, in in college, I probably would have been a whole lot better in math. But math was pretty much about solving problems. Solving That's the right. problem. Mm-hmm. And when I realized life in sports, and business, it's, it's about solving problems. Like problems. the better you're at solving problems, the more sense you have. So when I transitioned, okay. I came with this math equation. And it was simple. It's called a transition formula. And it was T, the letter T, plus C, plus C equals ST. And this T stands for takeaway. Whatever you're growing through in life or going through in life, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, what can you take away from it? Because if you That's can find right. something to take away from it,
0: mm. most likely
3: a thing that you take away is going to be valuable to you or somebody else in the next phase of your life or in your next phase of your business. So once you take mm-hmm. it away, the C stands for correlate. How does that problem or that thing you took away correlate to something else? How does it correlate to life? How does it correlate to business? How does it correlate to something else in your life or, or, or where you're at or right now or where you're going? And once you realize how it correlates, how did you carry it over? That's the next C. And once you realize how you carry it over, you carry that same principle over, it's gonna give you an unfair advantage or or give you a winning edge, it's gonna put you ahead of the game. And when you do that right, the T plus the C plus the C, that's gonna equal a ST, which is a successful transition. And that right there is what I was able to demonstrate myself. And once I was able to put it in words, I started seeing other people applying the same principle but it was, never, it was never broke down to a simple formula that can be taught. So that's when I went in and created some curriculums and um, more, more ebooks. So all of that is on DerekFerrlo.com. Mm. And it's literally, I, I feel like I wanted to just put everything that the Lord had showed me that I had grown through down what other people can have access to it so they can learn from my mistakes and everybody else's mistakes so they don't have to make no same mistakes in, in, in their life. So um, that transition formula has been a, a miracle in disguise for me. And I know it's going to bless a lot of other people and it's blessing people every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. Listen, um, That's, I, I know, already huh? see a, a part two. I mean, you just loaded, you just that loaded hot. that formula was hot
0: right there. Yeah, look, yes. I did that formula for myself. I was like, okay, wait a minute, let's
1: plus plus plus. Plus. see. You start carrying away, Take right, then carry Get over. over. I said, oh, oh, wait, hold <laughs> on. But
0: it was good because it makes you think what. Because I'm 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 kind of putting out some fire in the situation now, but I like what he said. What, can you take away? You know mm-hmm. What was the C? What was the other C? Carry over.
3: Take no, away, no, correlate, carry over.
1: Correlate. Correlate. Take, take away. Hold yep. on. Take so
3: away. First was T, take away. Next C, correlate. C, carry over. Yep.
1: Now, I wanted to ask you um, in your video. In your video, you talked about in transition, out of transition, and transition, uh, like your – so how would an athlete know if they're in transition, out of transition, or transition somewhere? How do they know? Because, you know, right now, COVID-19, you know, players who have always thought, you know, they wanted to go to the NFL, and now – um, there's no camps and you know the opportunity is slim you know how do they know if they're in transition out of transition or transition somewhere else
3: so so karen i, I like to apply that across the board so that one right there you, you you don't know um and i say this phrase you're either in transition you just came out of a transition or a transition is on its way so if you in transition, uh, yeah. you know stuff ain't going how you thought it was gonna be. Like everybody in mm. 2020 in a transition to some degree. Um that's right. if that's you just right. came out of a transition, you just got that that new deal, that new that free agent deal, you just got the new job, that new promotion, like you just got married, you just bought this house. Like that's a transition phase in general. You just got this new job, or if everything mm. is all good and life is is life is on the up and up, get ready. Transition coming. So it's just a matter of you being aware that when everything all good transition coming, when things ain't all good, you're probably in transition. Um, And it's just a matter of you being aware. So that, that can be taken across the board to anybody Um, athletics. I think you're in athletics period I'm going to say everybody in transition right now. They ain't got no fans in the stadium. So um, that's, that's a transition. When you, when you start speaking up and using your platform, for, for, for a cause, that's a transition because it wasn't happening in 2019 to a degree. So it's, it's, right, it's yeah. just a relevancy of you being aware to where you are in, in life. And I think everybody could, could call it. When things are always good, then, hey, you might not be in transition, but one of them away. So just a matter of time. And, and that time frame could look different for everybody. It's just a, a thought process to always be aware of. And if you're aware of it, it makes things go smoother because you don't think, oh, something's happening to you. You just expect it. It's part of the game. It's like you're playing you playing the game and you're playing defense you, you, you don't think you're gonna get ran over every once in a while, you don't think you're gonna get hit every once in a while, you don't think you'll get hurt every once in a while. Well, it's part of the game, it's gonna come with it. Transition is a part of life, it's a part of sports, it's a part of business, it's gonna come with it, just a matter of when and what it looks like.
0: So basically, transition will always happen. You can't it's always, it's just trying. like change. You, just, you yeah, can't stop it, transition. Can't it's stop just stop like transition. change. It's always gonna happen. So it's just knowing where you are. In the transition, like he said, if you're if you're living life and things have been good and you flying high, transition's gonna come, right? If you're if you're going through transition, still you're, you're transitioning to the next level, the next place. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. I I tell you what, I I like the formula, y'all. I'm I'm kind of like messed up on this formula because we if we learn to take away everything that we go through. And, and you're like, okay, this was, as they say, chew this, throw this, you know, um, chew up the meat, throw out the bones kind of thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. this is what I needed to learn. This is what I needed to see. I, I don't need this part. It's kind of like you're separating it, right? And, and then you're you're taking it to the next level. Now, what I, I tell my guys, I say, listen, when life when life happens, don't get, yes, you get mad, you get frustrated, but take it and turn it into a tool and start building your legacy. You know, you, you might take that situation, turn it into a hammer. You might take the next situation, turn it into a nail. You might take the next situation, turn it into a piece of plywood and just start building your legacy. And before you know it, either you are gonna build a big house or you are gonna build a skyscraper. It's up to you, but use what you go through as a tool and and build, to make, make it a step and start stepping up. Oh man, I went through this. Let me make this another step, step up. So. It's kind of like I like that the the formula, but that was good. Karen, you got something?
1: So, um, did you ever complete your goal and make your uh for your family and put them in another position as far as for your mom and your stepfather?
3: So, so that that goes is, is an ongoing goal. We we've done some things now where we we don't we don't do Christmas gifts. We do we do family trips. So that that that's been one of those things that was part of the goal because I want to expose my nieces and my nephews to something different out, outside of their environment in in Atlanta. So they can see something different. Um, they 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 can they can have that little urge that it's to be more, do more, and have more. So I slowly and but surely always doing something differently. Um, but the goal is never ending because we are still on this grind. The same mission um is, is still in the works. So um, whether it's me starting my business to getting into getting into the sales industry as, as I achieve different milestones in my personal life, it's still over overall towards the same goal. So um yes to say the answer to that, but also yes that we're still working on really it because it ain't exactly it ain't it ain't over yet. It's still it's still work to be done. Um but being that example. Oh I think we love you still there? Yeah.
1: I
0: think
1: we locked. Can you stare? Oh, he's muted. He say, he's muted. Got to unmute him. Let's see if. Uh, oh, You're mute. You're muted. you're muted. You're muted. You're
0: muted. While we're doing that. Hey Joey. I'll tell you what, Joey yeah. has been watching us from the beginning. I noticed we hadn't been seeing Joey for a minute. So thank you for uh coming back. We did miss you because Joey always yeah. had questions for us and, and different yeah. things like that. So glad to have you back, Joey. Joey. Yes, yes. Carmen, you'll get to meet Joey. I'm telling you, when yeah, we he... first started, Joey was always following
1: us, right? Derek, yeah. you're still muted. You are still muted. So you know what? This has been so good. I, I just like I know it's gonna be a part two, and I, you know, I I would love to put him in front of parents because yes. he has such a powerful message. Message,
0: yes, and he's one of them that is gonna tell you the truth. Like yes. everybody d- does not make the ones as percent. and it's okay, uh-huh. right? Like right. it is really okay, and I and and the fact of the he's like. I have to do God what He want, right? And everybody's not going to say that, right? But He Mm -hmm. did, and it turned out the same formula I use to to play, to get in that end zone, to to do whatever I have to do on that football field, is the same formula, the same grind I'm using on this side of of, of life, right? Of of what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah, that was good. So basically,
2: you were saying same playbook. Same, same
0: playbook. It's a That's, different field. Just same playbook, different field.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the fact that he was like, you know, put that one goal in mind. And so no matter what vehicle gets you there, uh, you still keep that goal before you. And so his goal and what motivation was is to put his family, his parents' family, in a better situation. And so whether it's through pro, selling books or whatever... That's the goal. Mm-hmm. right? All right. And I love
2: sports. that the goal was selfless. It wasn't mm-hmm. about him. And I think that's why he succeeded, because it wasn't about him. And he even said that um, when he re- when he submitted to God and he was like, it's not about me, it's bigger than me, mm-hmm. then then more doors open for him. So
0: I <laughs> like that. Life is bigger than us. It doesn't matter whether you play sports, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a nurse, whether you you know whatever position you're in, whether you're a teacher. Everything is bigger than us, and I think we when we really see that, it makes life more simple. But if we're just in our own world, it's about me. No, it's really not because you 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 have and you affect everybody that's around you. You can do a good. Or you could do it bad. Whether you're a teacher, you could just like halfway teach and don't care, and just pass your mm. kids on. You're gonna hurt them. Or if you're a teacher that takes your time and really focus on the child, then you're gonna you're gonna make them set them up for success. You know, it's we all play a part. Everybody, it's bigger than us. It's, it just right. It is. It is. So yeah, that was good. I, I kind of hate that he um, can't come back. But I know um, you see. I have well, more right? questions. I know, mm-hmm. right? So listen, guys, you see his website below, DerekFurlow.com. You can go get his book. You can probably book him. You can find out more information. And like Karen said, we'll probably have to do a part two um, because there's there's a lot of questions, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, that formula, yeah. Doll,
2: I'm taking so, that formula. Okay, dog, right. I'm taking that Wait, formula. wait, wait, I need some help with that formula. Okay, T plus C plus C equals ST. What was the ST for?
0: S- ST. Successful transition. Oh, okay. hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that was good. all right. So, we're going to give it to y'all. The formula is T plus C plus C equals, equals successful S- transition. ST.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. And so, yes. T take away, C is correlate. And the mm-hmm. other C is carry over.
2: Yeah. Carry it
0: over. Carry it over. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking
1: about, K-Dog. Mm-hmm. You got that you got the K-Dog. I All got right. that K-Dog. And I got three, <laughs> 3% three on my phone. So.
0: I know. I, if we... All
1: right. So listen, you guys, thank
0: you for joining the show tonight. I kind of hate that he couldn't come back, but we want to say thank you, Derek Furlow Jr., for being on the show. This was really good. Join us Sunday at 9 o'clock where we have another guest. And we're going to talk about life in sports and out of sports this is your girl shannon at can we talk sports i'm here with my guest, my host
1: (laughs) this is karen what's up i mean bye (laughs) this is carmen aka mama d
0: (laughs) we will see you sunday at nine o'clock right here on can we talk sports good night good Good night. night see ya